Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Storytellers Podcast. I am your host, Marsha Hoffines, and I'm back with Colleen Clement, aka Colleen Clementine, uh, my BFF for years, to talk, um, to continue our conversation around both and um, the healing process. And we're going to dig into um, a little ditty around somatic intelligence today. All right. Grab your coffee, grab your tea, put your iPods in, take us for a walk, and here we go. Hey, Colleen, welcome back. Hey, Marsha, excited to be back as always. Me too, me too. Um, So these conversations that you and I are having are so layered, and it's, it's been actually a lot of fun because I've been doing... Um, a couple of series. And what I'm finding is it's giving everybody really a lot of space to talk and give the full picture without like going overboard and trying to cram everything in and then getting on these like sideways tangents in just like a 45 minute or an hour podcast. So thanks for, thanks for being on board with that. It's been a lot of fun for me and I've been learning a lot. Um, Always learning. That's the thing. Yeah. (laughs) So last time you and I gathered, we were talking a little bit about how it's okay to hold the good and the bad, the fear and the excitement, the sadness and the joy all at the same time, and how that process has really just freed you up, particularly with this new um, change that's going on in your family as you guys make a new move. Um to just be more, I what I walked away with was the sense of, oh, it allows you to be more present in the experience and not be tied yeah. to a, the end game or the goal or um, the what ifs. You just are like, oh, we're just here and it's all happening. And I'm just, I'm in it. I'm in the, I'm in the puddle. Yes. Yeah. We can hold that, that space and be in it and be present and be okay in that yeah. space. Yeah. yeah. And it really, we, we touched on it a little bit, but it was like feelings in the body and how the body is responding. And so, um, you know, Colleen is a, is a myofascial release, uh, massage therapist. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, forgive me. I don't know why I had a mind, uh, complete shutdown when I was saying that didn't sound right, but it's the truth. That's what she is. Um, a yoga professional, um, she's a certified Reiki healer. Is that correct? Yeah. Again? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I'm getting the titles right, but you guys are throwing down. Okay. So everything that Colleen does is all around, you know, the, I'm going to say the finer points of the body versus think looking at it in the bigger I always liken some of these things to the practices that everybody resists and avoids, but the ones that are actually going to get them the furthest along in their, in their life. Yeah. And it's, it's funny you say that because I look at all of the things that I've kind of naturally, um, kind of gravitate and gravitated towards like in my professional world and MFR, myofascial release, and particularly the John Barnes approach to myofascial release. Like 
it's very um, gentle and subtle in some ways. I say subtle, but like it's super powerful. And then mm -hmm. like Reiki and then, um, you know, yin yoga, like all of these things, like they're not as like, um, as we would think of like tangible, maybe. Um, I don't know if that's the right word, but like tangible, like, okay, if I go get a deep tissue massage or this type of massage, like it feels more tangible than like this kind of subtle easing and mm -hmm. uh, releases, mm -hmm. but I've always been drawn and I look at all of the things, like I'm really drawn to these um, practices, but I think even though they may seem like they're not as tangible, they go deep and beyond all the layers of you know, our physical, emotional, spiritual body to help assist with healing um, wherever we are in that journey. Yeah. You know, um, I liken it to what I do with um, breath work with people, right? Yeah. It's, I always, it's so, um, it's not funny. I, that's the wrong so when someone can help me find a better way of saying this, then I will totally embrace it. But what I was going to say is it's so funny to me how I can simply guide someone through like three or four rounds of an inhale and exhale, not even like, I'm just like inhale through the nose, exhale through the mouth. And all of a sudden they feel so different. And I forget, it's just funny to me that that it's something so simple, so soft is so powerful. And that's how I think about all of these techniques and practices, right? So listen, I love me a good deep tissue massage. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. all please. of them are welcome. Yes. And the, table. <laughs> the most powerful experiences I have had. So deep tissue massage to me, it, it, it's this conversation of like, there are certain things that just keep us on the physical layer, right? Or it, uh, um, in the nervous, the sympathetic nervous system. And then there are the practices that bring us and pull us into the softer side, the less seen side, or the parasympathetic nervous system. Right. Yeah. And that's really where a lot of our deep healing happens is when we can tap into that side of the nervous system. Absolutely. It's going beyond like the surface, like healing beyond the surface level. And they all complement each other. Yeah. It's, you know, they're all, you know, kind of assisting and helping each other, whatever healing therapy or modality or whatever you may be experiencing or practicing, like they're all complementary, and mm -hmm. it's finding the ones that feel right and aligned with where you are at that point in time. In yeah. Life. Yeah. Um, and so it really is, I mean, this conversation around, you know, we talk about emotional intelligence, we talk about your mind's intelligence, but this is really somatic intelligence, your body's mm -hmm. intelligence and the information and the wisdom, the knowledge that's stored. It's like, um, this is when, you know, I, I don't want to go on a tangent around this, but this is when it infuriates me that we are oftentimes dismissed by doctors when we are telling them like, no, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I know is happening. It's because our bodies are actually communicating with us and telling us stuff, particularly when we're tapped in at this level. Absolutely. And that's a really important thing. And I think there is a shift of us kind of coming back to that inner wisdom, that, mm -hmm. that wisdom of the body, because 
our body holds so much wisdom in the word somatic, like, you know, if, if I could break that down, um, and in simplicity, somatic means of the body. It means this integration of our mind, body, and spirit. So it's like when we can practice different somatic practices, um, sometimes it can be through yoga. It can be through body work. It can be through breathing all there's many different Mm -hmm. ways. Um, it's like we're embodying our wisdom um, through this work, through the body. So it's like the body can become that bridge, if you will, for connecting the intangible to the tangible and bringing it together for the the healing of our unique being. Yeah. So as you mentioned before, you've always been drawn to these types of practices. So, you know, Tell us what really drew drew you to yin in the first place and what it did for you personally at that time in your life. Yeah, so it's funny because this was going to be a blog post many, many times and I haven't (laughs) sat down to write it. So this is the perfect time to share. Great, so you can just listen to this back and then just rewrite it, type it down. (laughs) It's funny. So when I, my my first time going to yin yoga, it was, you know, I was in my teacher training we had to go to like 25 classes within the studio and I was like that time just happened to work with my schedule and I was like oh I'll go I was a movement a flow girl like I was like all about the movement I loved running I loved all of those types of activities and so I go to yin and we're in the practice and we're holding these poses and I can't tell you how many times I wanted to roll my mat up and walk out the door. Mm. I was even like, I don't even need my mat. Like, I know my husband just got it for me. Like, I don't need it. They can donate it. I'm out. Like, I can't be here right now. <laughs> and the teacher though, like every time I like had to saw it, she would kind of have this reassuring voice and like redirect us back inside. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And like this the whole time, the whole 60 minutes, 75 minutes, I think just this internal struggle. And then finally that last pose, like it was like the final hour. I was like, I like dropped into my body and I was like, Oh, like I need this in some way. And so it was like, I went through this agitation, Mm -hmm. this like resistance. And once I could say like, okay, let's just be here, be here, be here. Mm -hmm. I was able to surrender a little bit more. And so that kind of started this, this path to learning more about yin yoga. And the more that I went down this path, I was like, wow, like, even though I love like the movement at that time, like this movement, this fiery aspect of my life, I was in my twenties. So it was like, you know, I was in this very young phase of life. I knew somewhere deep, deep within my being, I knew that I needed this stillness practice. And as it evolved for me, like in, in doing um, further trainings and learning more about it, I really started to get curious about this internal experience because yin, it's like, okay, you're in this shape, you know, all of that. But because there's not this external movement um, that we're experiencing through like more of like a flow style class, like it, like that movement all kind of like is within and it's Mm -hmm. like navigating that internal space and like getting curious, like, oh, I feel something here. Like, what is that? Like, what texture does that sensation have? Is it moving? Is it still? 
Does it feel sharp? Does it have a color? And I started kind of within my own practice, kind of going through this like internal experience of like really getting curious, curious about the experience. And then as I started teaching this, um, I was offering that to students, like not through the lens of my own experience per se, but really like allowing them the opportunity, the permission to like really get curious about what's going on within, like, how Mm -hmm. are they feeling? What emotions are coming up? Where are they feeling it in their body? Um, So that they could come back to themselves and really, and um, kind of take up space within themselves and, and feel into that. And then through that, through the practice, like within my own, um, I went through a, a, a few years or so, like time is, you know, feels so weird now, but like I went through a few years of healing and chronic illness and chronic pain and I reconnected. And at that time when I was in that space of um, feeling really disconnected from myself, feeling like a shell of a human, like I didn't, I, I was just empty. Um, I received my fascial release, the, um, John Barnes approach. I saw a practitioner received sessions and it was like, oh my gosh, like, whoa, it was like that. It was that same aha moment when I was in the yin class, but like through a different lens, like I wasn't as resistant to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the same thing, it was like, wow, like I'm kind of embodying this unique experience And so then I went down that road to learning more about that. Like, okay, I want to go to massage therapy school so I can practice my fascial release, MFR. I'll just say MFR for short Mm because that's kind of easier sometimes to say. Um, And so then I went down this road and and MFR, like all of these practices are very somatic in nature. It's about like going within and embodying the experience and getting curious and feeling Mm -hmm. into it. And myofascial was the same way. It was very much about like, as a, as a practitioner, as a therapist, I'm there holding space and I have kind of a knowledge of like, maybe what someone's kind of wanting to, you know, feel better with or, or work on. But ultimately it's about the person on the table. It's about their body guiding the session. It's mm. about like, when we start like the session, we may start at a, a place And then the body starts to light up and wake up and kind of guide, like go here. It might be like a twitch or like a sensation, but it's really tapping into that person's body and their wisdom so that it can guide the session so that it's for the highest good that day. So that's very much like about like the person it's about tapping in and listening in, um, And then, you know, the somatic training, I I did that as well, just to kind of, it's like when I did the the somatic training, it was like pulling all of the pieces together that have kind of been there. And I've like, you know, experienced them through that different lens. And it's like, oh, and they all just kind of fit together beautifully to like, you know, bring it all together. So, yeah. So I, um, that resistance that you talk about that you talked about with, um, yin, right. It's we humans walk around with so much resistance to knowing ourselves period done at the end of the day. Um, as a coach and what I do as a coach is 
I watch people talk to me. I listen for the words they're saying, and then I listen for the things they're not saying. And one of, excuse me, oh my gosh, always right in the middle of a podcast with you. It didn't, it hasn't happened. I don't know what's going on. Okay. What has, what I notice, my noticing is when people resist answering the question that I ask. Mm -hmm. It's that same resistance as you find in WTF is going on. Why am I just sitting here in this pose for so long? This is so boring. I can't even believe that this is happening. I just, this is bullshit. Let me just get out of this room or the resistance to going into something like an MFR uh, type massage and being like, so used to that deep tissue experience that you kind of don't let yourself have the experience on the table. You don't let yourself, you don't let your body relax enough that you can guide the guider, guide the guide, right? And it's, it's such an interesting correlation to me to think about um, how just if you listen and watch how people talk, or the resistance to questions, the resistance to, and it's not just like, wow, that's a good question. Let me, I got to think about that. It is literally like, I'm just going to bulldozer what you just asked and talk about something completely different because I don't want to talk about the thing that you do that you're wanting me to talk about, or you're asking me, right? Yeah. And our tendency is to want to be kind of out of our body's experience. Yeah. Yeah. Looking to someone else to give us all the answers for the most part. Um, And these really ask you to find your own answers. Yeah. And that that's huge. I think, you know, like reflecting back on, you know, the in practice, that first class and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, there were no answers outside of me. Like mm-hmm. I had to really reconcile with whatever was coming up internally. Mm-hmm. And that was, I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't realize that that was part of the practice. And mm-hmm. then as you know, it continued to grow and evolve in so many ways over the years, that was, that was such a big part of it. And that, also is a part of um, MFR and some of these more, you know, subtle energy practices. It's not about looking for these outside answers, right? And and I am, gosh, I've had years of unlearning that looking out <laughs> here for answers, like, oh my goodness, like I'd have these intuitive moments and feel really connected. And then it's like, wait, but I need to ask for the answers out here. And then what that would do is it would create more confusion and it would create more uncertainty. And then Mm -hmm. I would be disconnected from myself, disconnected from what my body or my intuition may have been guiding me to do. And so I've, I've learned over the years and it's, it's not always pretty. It's still sometimes like I have to like really 
come back. But like Mm -hmm. when I feel that uh, agitation or that uncertainty or that unclarity, it's like, whoa, come back, come back to the body, come back to the body. Where am I feeling it? And do I feel the mental pressure? Am I feeling it in my throat or my chest? Like come back to the body and and see how I'm feeling. And that's kind of the somatic aspect of Mm -hmm. it. Like really coming back and allowing the body to kind of inform us how we're doing versus get trying to seek for the answers out here or asking someone for advice or opinions or all of that it's like no how do you feel in here what's going on in here like really get quiet and drop in um because with all of these things whether we're you know healing illness chronic pain things from our past all of those things like the body can truly be a bridge for healing, right? Coming back to the body, really back to that um, internal wisdom, because I feel like over the years, you know, generations and generations, it's like, we've shifted out of this, like, body wisdom, this internal wisdom, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like, oh, but there's an expert for that. There's an expert for that. There's an expert for that. And that's great. Because I think I want to be clear here, like, there are times where we need support. And that's Mm -hmm. so important to have. And it's like, really whatever the support feels aligned for you, there's no right support, right? It's like, what is right for you? What feels aligned for you? So we definitely need that support. So that's important. However, I'm also saying that we, I feel like sometimes we put too much, we give too much of our power away, too much of that like wisdom away than like saying, okay, that internal compass of our heart, of our soul, of our body. Oh my God, preach it. You're talking about my life. (laughs) I mean, I think so many people can agree and will resonate with this, right? Like, um, you know, it's interesting because while I was having, um, during my series with Angela around money, if you guys didn't listen to it, you can go back and listen to it. First, there's three episodes. Um, What we talked about then is like, how does it feel to you, right? It's got to be for you. And I think that this this conversation is so foundational and I, and um, I know to be true, the types of things that um, you're doing and I'm even doing to a certain extent are the foundational things that then give us this like external quote unquote flow. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, We can't make things be in flow. We can't get into a flow state unless we are in our bodies and understanding. So I, I actually, this is really interesting. I just had this conversation this morning and I think it's totally relevant. Um, a friend of mine is looking to move to Florida, which makes me very sad, but she's moving to Florida and they went down and looked at houses this past weekend. And I, so I just was like, how was your time looking for houses? And she said, it was very confusing because she knows that in order to really do this, that she's got to sell her house up here and she's just not ready to do that. So she's like, it's very, I'm, very confused. Like my body, she said this to me, my body is full of sensation and I don't quite know what to make of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's really interesting because I think that goes back to the conversation we were having last week of this, like both. And, and a lot of times that's when you're in that decision-making time and you're full of, I don't know, you don't wrong time to make a decision, right? Listen to the body. And I, and I just reminded her, I said, you'll know when it's right. It will feel like a big old yes. Like you just, it will be clear. You're, 
you'll, it will be like a sense of sadness, but we're going versus confusion. And I think that that was such a beautiful way for like, if I think about when we are in tune with our body and we're tapped in, we understand that that like, oh, this is so unsettled. Mm-hmm. Is your body trying to be like, slow down, slow down. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. um, that's huge. I think that it, and it's so, so interesting. So, um, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, you were talking about like making it the person's experience versus you telling them what to experience. And I just want to side note here for anyone out there (laughs) working with people physically, don't ever tell them what they're supposed to be feeling. Yeah. Now, my quote unquote caveat to this is, yes, if you are doing an exercise for your deltoids and you are feeling a lot of strain in your low back, that's probably your body signal to stop because you're using the wrong body part. You don't just muscle through it. Right. However, like I just feel like, and again, spending as long as we did in the yoga world and I'm getting ready to re step back into the space of, of training some teachers. It's, it's going to sound and look a lot different because we get so caught up on, can you please tell me how I'm supposed to do the shape so it looks like the picture and why am I feeling this way? And it's like, I can't tell you why you're feeling that way. I don't know what's going on in your body. Listen, have the conversation, mm-hmm. breathe, like, you know. That's, so, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. The, I Everything you're saying is like, right. Um in line. I think that's why I always really loved yin because the whole premise is come into a suggested shape. Yeah. That <laughs> means like come into this kind of idea of the shape, but know that it's not, it's going to look very different depending on the body, depending on what you may need that day with yeah. the support you need. It's not like it has to look like this way. And it's very much about like, is this how it should feel? Does that you know, all of that, you can just scrap all that and be like, okay, how's it feeling in your body? Does it feel safe? Does it yep. feel unsafe? Yep. Do you feel like something straining? You know, like yep. asking questions so that the person can like have that experience internally versus ex- wanting the, the answers from something outside of themselves, like, cause they're all in there. Right. Yeah. And, and connecting to that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, the, way I teach anymore is I'm like, I'm just going to suggest a bunch of shapes. Yeah. I'm going to call them out, but you do you, I'm not going to correct you unless it looks like you're doing something completely. Like I see you looking around, like it might, I'll help you, but right. Yes. It's it's, but it's not this, this is the alignment. This is how it's supposed to be. And we could go on a very long tangent about this, but yeah. it's all, it makes a huge difference because I think we do this in our businesses, um, in our lives. Like, am I feeding my kids the right food? You know, I, like there's so much do this, don't do that black and white conversation. And really it is such a personal experience. Now I, you know, I also, I, I I think, and I, and I just made a little post about this the other day, like how harmful 
like social media is not the problem. We are the problem on social media, right? Like the social media is fine. It's what we're doing and how we're using our words, right? And I, 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 the other day I was just mindlessly scrolling and I just was like every other post, I mean, from people who are my friends, um, running their businesses, doing their thing. It was like, summer's almost here. Are you ready? Let's, and I'm like, oh, are we still having this conversation? And why I'm bringing this up is because I think this is why so many of us stay disconnected from this question which is how do I feel? Like, what if we really said, instead of worrying about someone's external shape, mm-hmm. just really, are you feeling, how are you feeling? Cause I can tell you, I know many women who have told me that when they've been like at their quote unquote, most physically fit, they were struggling because they were trying to eat a certain way and they had to work out a certain amount in order to maintain it. Yeah. Right. I think this is all again, somatic intelligence, and this is all about our health, right? Like this is like our body is our health. Like when you are in your body somatically and you're paying attention, you can tell if an organ doesn't feel good or not. You can tell if a, if it's a muscle or an internal organ. You can tell if you're tired and should push through or like tired and your body is like, dude, you got to rest. Yeah. Right. It's it's listening in. And yeah, one of my um, teachers shared this idea of like our bodies being like walking libraries. Yeah. We hold stories we hold memories, we hold lived experiences, feelings, emotions, joys, sorrows, um, stress, pain, all of the things. Mm-hmm. And the the feelings and the sensations are the language of the body. Mm-hmm. That is how our body communicates with us. And, you know, living in this modern day world and all the things, there's so much information out there. It can be easy, right? At times to be out here and caught up in the noise out Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. beyond ourselves, but really allowing ourselves those moments to like turn that focus back on ourselves to get quiet so that we can listen to the body. We can listen to when our body is, is speaking and communicating with us through sensations or feelings or like that little pain in our you know, our rib or, you know, here, there, but truly listening in and reconnecting with that language. Cause when we can reconnect with that language, then it can transform how we move through in, in the world and, and move through our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, this external stuff, I think keeps us in, in trauma in our body. Yeah. Right. Because let's just, we'll just roll with this, you know, get ready for summer. (laughs) That could be super triggering and bring up these, right, experiences from childhood or young adulthood or not enoughhood. Mm -hmm. And that's when I think we miss out on opportunities to help help each other 
evolve past this. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, I think there are so many um, things that, um, how do I want to say this? Ideas Mm -hmm. and patterns that like keep coming up, right? Like, oh, it's almost summer, get fit, do this, get beach body ready or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's this idea of like, you know, now's the time to get healthy. Now's the time to mm-hmm. do this, you know, and all of that versus like, okay, like what if, you know, how we are, you know, is good and wonderful. Mm-hmm. We feel good. Now, if if you're not feeling good and you want to make a shift, obviously do that anytime, right? Like there's, it's yeah. not that, you know, don't, don't do that. But it's like, it's idea that like, okay, it's summertime. So this needs to happen. It's like, okay, let's just let that crumble and really mm-hmm. turn that focus back into like, how are we feeling? How do we want to feel internally? That inner change, that inner feeling and sensation will precede that outer change, that outer feeling about life. So um, I think it's kind of breaking down those constructs of these ideas of how it should be. Right. And connecting to that versus connecting to ourselves and like really listening into what that inner guidance is revealing to us. Yeah. So this inner guidance and what it's revealing to us, right? So it's, it's, is it something that needs to be healed or is it something that you need to remember? And this is an interesting question, I think, right? Is it something that's trying to be healed trauma or is it something that your body is trying to get you to remember? Uh, I think it's both. And <laughs> we're just pulling that back in yeah. the first episode together. But I think when we, when we have these life experiences, um, mm-hmm. you know, could be conditioning, could be upbringing, could be an accident, a surgery, you know, some people say big trauma, little trauma. Um, when we have these experiences, it's trauma is essentially any time that like something happens to us and our nervous system has a hard time processing it in a way that we can kind of move it through our body and kind of like let it go in a way. So that's, you know, kind of the more simplified version, but like when trauma happens, we experience a loss of our voice, our choice or our power. And so when we begin to heal, like that healing can happen when we reclaim our voice and our choice and our power. So it's like that balance of when we have these events happening, like any type of trauma in our life, that can be the lens through which we experience our life. That's how we experience or have that kind of, um, I don't know, I don't know if it's really a filter, but it's kind of that veil, right? Because we were holding on to that in our body and our tissues and our energetic body. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like that healing, right? It's that balance of healing that. And sometimes healing doesn't mean like you dig everything up and like, you know, go through it all. Sometimes it may, like it depends on the person, but it's healing those things within us. Like um, maybe it's through therapy or or somatic work or body work, whatever it may be so that we can remember, we can remember ourselves and reconnect with that 
part of ourselves um, in a new way without that like veil or that kind of blanket um, of our experiences or conditioning or traumas. We can, we can kind of remember who we are. Yeah. I, um, I just kind of got chills when you said trauma is the loss of our voice choice or power, because I think that is so, so important for us to remember. And the re what came up for me as I was listening to you was just thinking about when I had my first surgery a couple mm -hmm. of years ago and within like uh, month of having that surgery, I was back in the hospital and my liver was just having us, it was struggling, right? Like mm. all the meds that they give you and then the stuff that I had to take after and I had my gallbladder out and it was just like, and I just knew what was going on was my body responding to the surgery and everyone just kept telling me no. In that mm. moment, I lost, I lost my voice. I lost my power and I felt like I didn't have a choice. Right. Mm, yeah. Now, did I need to stay in the hospital? And be not sure. Something else could have been going on. Right. Like, but as they were uncovering and finding nothing was going on, I was like, Oh, this is just, here goes my body, right. Doing something crazy. And so my body did it again this time. And it was really interesting because I remember communicating with my doctor now, and I must've said to her three or four times this, I said, I know this sounds crazy, but, and she said, don't tell me it sounds crazy. And I realized I was telling her it sounded crazy because mm -hmm. I was basically being treated like I was crazy when mm -hmm. I was in the hospital the first time. Right. So this is, and it, it's nothing's wrong with you. Right. <laughs> nothing's you're not broken. Just life gives us these moments where we're told we're wrong. We're not right. Something happens to us like physically. Um, and that's really all we're trying to do. And I, and I, and I love that you said it. And something that I say all the time is we're just trying to remember who you are. That's it. You're just getting back to you, not becoming yeah, you're on you because you're you are be, but you're becoming you mm -hmm. <laughs> again, wherever you're starting from. And you're right, there's a million ways to go about this. And I have learned that these habits that we have, good or bad, always have to be evaluated. Like you said something earlier about when you were in your twenties and you were more active, like I would, I would say that you can be super active at any age, like that can be your state in your sixties. Right. Mm -hmm. And the choosing when you're feeling these like emptiness and shell of a human being, like some of the words that you were saying, or just, you know, I need to rest, like really listening to that. And, and mm -hmm it's okay if you go, yeah, I'm not going to go be my fiery self today. And I am going to sit and mm -hmm. listen to the birds on my back porch. Right. Or, and, and, and you can be in your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. It doesn't matter. This is like not a, um, 
like a sudden thing that we suddenly start to do, you know, and I, and, and I say this because, you know, I can't practice yin yoga. And I remember for a long time having this conversation with people in the yoga community, people looking at me like I was crazy. I have a connective tissue issue in my body and I'm, we don't have to go there, but it yin hurts my body. Right. But can I find that stillness? And yes, I can in other ways. Right. So, um, and for some people, Reiki might not be their thing, but can you practice energy in other ways? Yes. Yeah. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. do you need MFR and deep tissue massage? Absolutely. Do you need to be fiery? And of course, like we need all of it. It's the both and. So this is, you know, none of this is to suggest that these are like the only ways to this path to getting through these um, issues, issues. Um, What's the word I'm looking for to, to heal ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. To get back to ourselves. And if it's out of balance one way, Mm -hmm. check yourself. Right. Because I really think the point you're making about being in the 20s is we have a tendency to be like, oh, let's be all active and go, go, go. Unless you're my one daughter, then she really loves to rest. Yeah. I'm not going to say her name by name. She might just be the one that edits the podcast for me. But like this chick can just chill. Right. Yeah. And she can be like, super active but like I love that she's because I would say that like when you are in your 20s just like oh let's go do everything it'd be crazy right and so that's different like looking at yeah like the phases of life and I think that was a time in my life that I craved a fast-paced kind of movement and movement like now looks different doesn't mean it's any less or any more it's just what is needed at the moment but it's like, it was that like realization of like, there's this like time in my life where like, I wasn't even considering any stillness practices. Like that wasn't even, no, thank you. And then it was Mm -hmm. like, and it entered my life. Like, okay, we need that balance. Like I needed that balance and that, that, you know, perspective. Well, and I will say this over and over again. I think that you and I and many others were so lucky to find the practice of yoga because it did introduce us to all these things that maybe we wouldn't have found otherwise. And I would even venture to say that today um, with all the information that's accessible, it can become overwhelming, right? Like, like we're sitting here saying there's all these tools, which one's the right one for you? I don't know. Try it on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, try it on, see how it feels. And it's, and it will change. And that is okay. (laughs) And it should, right? Um, Because we're meant to evolve, right? Don't die undeveloped, as our our dear sweet teacher, Andre Lapa would say, don't die undeveloped, like evolve yourself, learn about these things, get curious, know your body. Yeah. 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 I think you brought up a good point, the curious curiosity and having that curiosity to like try different things, figure out what feels right at that moment in time of where you are in life and what you need and 
it may be this this time and it may look completely different in a month or two and just allow yourself that that um opportunity to be curious and explore and with that like intention to like okay what feels good in my body what brings me back to this space where I can reconnect with that inner wisdom so that I can you know continue to grow evolve heal whatever whatever phase we may be in yeah a willingness to unlearn all that you think you know Mm. Yeah, mm. I like that. Thank you so much for spending time again to get with me today. This conversation's yeah. been lovely. I really enjoyed our time yeah. together. Thanks everybody for hopping in um and listening. And you know, maybe these are some new tools to you. Maybe you've never heard of MFR, maybe you've never heard of um yin yoga, maybe you've never heard of Reiki, right? Go explore, get curious, and learn about yourself. Talk to you guys soon. Go be magic.